Hello, and welcome to the Harassment-Free Workplace Podcast. I'm April Tarot of Navigating Integrity Associates. This podcast is for CEOs and HR professionals of small and medium-sized businesses to learn practical suggestions that can be used right away to address harassment in the workplace. We are committed to creating workplaces that work for everyone. Welcome. Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Harassment-Free Workplace Podcast. I'm your host, April Tarot, and today I'd like to welcome Dan Holstein to the show. Uh, Dan Holstein is a multiple award-winning certified master business and executive coach who has been helping businesses grow profitably and sustainably in the Hamilton area since 2010. Uh, As an entrepreneur since 1995, Dan has experienced the challenges of growth firsthand while running his technology services firm before selling it and becoming a coach. Dan became a business coach himself in order to help other entrepreneurs grow their businesses in a way that gives them more money, more free time, and more fun. Dan's purpose is to have a positive, lasting impact on the business owners and executives he coaches, helping them have a better business so, so they can have a better life. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you, April. I appreciate it. Great to be here. I love your your bio. I love the more money, more free time, and more fun. Like Who doesn't want that in their business? Well, business should be fun. I kind of think if if you're not having fun in business as the owner, you're kind of doing it wrong. You know, it's up to you. <laughs> so you've got all the decision making abilities. So you know, choose a, a way to enjoy yourself. It doesn't have to be a grind. You mean you mean it's not supposed to be a hundred hour per week slog? <laughs> no. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell me more a bit. Uh, tell me a bit more about being a coach. Like, what is it like? What do you do? How do you help businesses? Yeah, sure. So, you know, my my role primarily is to help people get clarity on what they want and then help them see a path forward uh, to doing that and have them, you know, hold the space for them to take the actions they need to take. So um, a lot of the time when I run into a business owner for the first time, they're they're dissatisfied with something in their business. And it doesn't mean their business is a wreck or anything like that. They're just maybe for all the effort they're putting in, you know, the profitability isn't what they'd like it to be, or they're just working, you know, the hundred hours that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, or they're they're sort of hit a ceiling in terms of what they're able to do. Um, and they just need to learn more about how to become a leader and, and to be able to, go, to scale a business. So that's really my role to help them get through some of those stuck points, help them have a vision that is compelling and exciting for them and a, a plan that they feel confident in taking action on. And the odd kick in the butt doesn't hurt either. So a bit of accountability. <laughs> Everybody needs a good kick in the butt, don't they? We all do. That's why I have a coach too. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So yeah, so uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on as a guest is not only have I personally had your coaching and it's fantastic. Thank you for all the webinars and things that you do to help add value to people's lives. Yeah, um, thanks. Uh, but it's it's also that you're usually coaching the CEO who is usually the one at the top. And as we mm-hmm. all know, the leader of an organization really does set the tone for the entire company. So from your vantage point and working closely with the people at the top, um, how do you think our listeners can help decrease harassment in the workplace? Well, I, I guess we from a first off, we have to understand that it may be there and you may not notice it. You mm-hmm. might not be aware of it. So you know, don't think that any company is immune and uh, you're more of the expert on the harassment than me, but I'm sure you could identify that it takes, maybe there might be more implicit, explicit harassment, subtle, passive aggressive, things like that. So it can take a few different forms. Yeah. And, um, and also, sorry, I just want to jump in there. Um, there was one study that showed 80% of harassment goes completely unnoted, unreported. So even if you don't think yeah. it's happening at your workplace, there's a good chance it may be, and it's just going unreported. Yeah. Wow. 80%. That's mm-hmm. nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, if you think about the, the role of the CEO, uh, he or she on a day-to-day -day basis have got a lot on their plate. You know, they're leading the company, they're opening markets, they're dealing with team, um, you know, they're helping put out fires. They're, you know, they have so many different things that split their attention that it's, it's easy to miss things, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, what's the saying about, you know, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. And, you know, so busy people, they take more stuff on too. So they may not have the bandwidth um, to really engage the, the team to find out what might be happening. And, you know, you have somebody that might have a challenge in terms of harassment. They see the CEO as this busy, busy, maybe even powerful, intimidating individual, and they may not want to approach them or even their own manager, et cetera, because of, you know, they're, they're so busy. And so maybe they sit on it and then they endure it. And, you know, so I, I think there's a lot of reasons why people don't bring it up. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it's probably a little bit fear-based or maybe even just the stigma of, a, of whatever the harassment is, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're afraid to even be acknowledged that it's, it's going on and that, you know, they're kind of stuck in it. Mm -hmm. And also what I've heard too from CEOs is that they don't want to know what's happening. And part of my job is always educating people of no, 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 you want to bring this to the surface because if it's happening, it's a toxic workplace and you're not going to get the best performance out of your employees that you could be. So it's, it's really important for CEOs to think about, no, no, we want to create a culture that this actually comes up and we, we deal with it as opposed to pretending it's not there. For sure. I mean, you can't solve problems with your head in the sand. Right? Exactly. And just because just you're not paying attention to it doesn't mean it's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So what's your first point in, in how to deal with this? Well, I, I guess in no particular order, but mm -hmm. part of it is, you know, having a strong company culture, mm -hmm. right? I mean, with clearly communi communicated and I guess committed to, you know, core values or, you know, rules of the game, um, you know, points of culture. The, these are the basic tenets that for you to be successful in the organization, you need to believe and kind of hold dear. And I'm not talking about the ones that are on those, you know, those signs in the company's lobby have a flying eagle on it and it's like you know success <laughs> soars the eagles you know that that's marketing for people walking in your front door i mean the the things that truly drive the company what people really believe mm -hmm. and i think where that starts is we have to have you know a core value of acceptance and clear honest open communication mm. and for companies that don't have that i mean it our values need to be acted out in the business every day it's if you just have values on the wall and you talk about it, but you don't live it, then you're a bit of a hypocrite in your business. And there's the old saying, you know, I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are screaming so loud. Mm -hmm. So your staff aren't fooled. You know, if you've got, if you have, you know, core values that you're not adhering to, well, basically you're, you're looking like a jump, right? Like mm -hmm. your team is not going to have faith in you mm -hmm. and they're not going to feel like they can come, come forward if they have a challenge. So I think it's really important that we have a really strong culture mm -hmm. in the company and one that advocates for honesty and, and transparency. And, you know, that, that leads into kind of a secondary point of, you know, recruitment. Who are we bringing in? Who are we allowing on the team? Mm -hmm. so I kind of look at people talk about, you know, I like to run my company like it's a family. And I think that's really flawed because, you know, you can't fire your brother or sister, right? <laughs> and let's face it, they can pull pigtails and trip you and stuff like that. And they still get to be part of the family. So mm -hmm. we, can't, um, we, we can't really run things that way. So I'd like to get my clients to think about their company running it like a team and mm -hmm. a sports team. And if we think about what happens in a sports team, at least a, a semi-professional to professional one, not everybody gets on. You might love the team. You might root for the team. You might want to be on the team, mm -hmm. but if you don't have what it takes to make it through tryouts, you just don't get to be on the team. Mm -hmm. 
right? And so once you've made a tryout, now that's that's the recruitment and hiring process, right? So now you're hired, you're on the team. Well, now you need to continue to earn the right to stay on the team. Mm. It's not, hey, here I am. Now I've got a warm place for the winter. It's like, okay, now I'm here. I need to produce. I need to demonstrate that I live the company, the company culture, and the and the you know the core values. Mm-hmm. And for the folks that you know, the hiring mistakes where where they don't. Uh, we, I mean, we need to do something about it as soon as we can. As soon as it's it's identified that they're really not part of the culture that it doesn't resonate with them. Otherwise, you know, it's we're going to end up with with you know fractures in the team, and everyone's going to notice it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, bringing on people that are intolerant of of harassment that believe you know, an equal rights for all and believe in supporting people and are open to learning and, and being coachable, you know, things like that. Having a, having a company culture that really attracts in the right people and repels the ones that, you know, um, wouldn't be a good fit that might even, you know, the folks that might cause harassment challenges. Yeah. So what I'm really hearing is like in both those points is congruency with your values. Like just be congruent. Like if these are what your values say, you as a leader, walk the walk, don't just talk the talk and also hire people who are also going to be in alignment with that. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a, it's a team of your own construction, right? You Mm -hmm. don't have to let anybody on that you don't want that you don't think is going to be a really good fit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you just like a sports team, if you get a player that gets on there and you know, that initially they're good, but they start acting up, what happens? They get benched. Mm-hmm. Right. If they're not going to play by the rules. And so, you know, that's you could call that a write up or a suspension or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they continue to act up, they get cut. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not going to take the ball down the field and actually shoot or pass, you're just going to hot dog it. Well, you don't get to be on the team. And that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It's funny. So many CEOs I, that I've talked to, they just want to be the nice guy. Right. Like they want to be some of them want to be known as the nice guy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. For your business, you need to be like it's business. Right. So I love that analogy of the team. If they're not producing, get them off the team. Yeah, well, you can be nice, but nice mm-hmm. doesn't mean pushover. Mm-hmm. Nice, can, nice can be pleasant, but it can also be assertive and clear mm-hmm. and uncompromising. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a great book called American Icon, and um, the author escapes me just at the moment. But it's mm-hmm. about uh, a gentleman named Alan Mulally, mm-hmm. who, and he's the guy who developed the, um, the Boeing 777 uh, jet mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. And in the mid-2000s, um, he was courted to come over to Ford. Because uh, Ford Motor Company was having some problems, and, and the book cr- kind of chronicles this. And what happened was happening at Ford was that they had a lot of mistrust among the executive team, mm-hmm. a lot of political games going on. Um, you know, let's say I don't want to say that they were lying, perhaps, but less less than uh, all the truth reporting in terms of their results and things like that. And so the company was on course for like a twelve billion dollar loss. And when Alan came in, he, he kind of set this kind of scorecard system of, you know, red, yellow, green for your statuses, for whatever you're working on, whatever your priorities were. Um, you know, red meant you have a problem, you don't know how to solve it. Yellow meant you have a problem and you're working on the solution. And green meant you're on track. Yeah. So when he, when he came in, um, he was used to a, a culture where people were, I guess, a little bit more, be more honest and clear with, with what was happening. And he went around the table and asked everyone to, you know, red, yellow, green, their priorities. And all these green flags went up. Everyone was doing great. But the company was on track for like a $12 billion loss. Mm. And he said, you know, so is our mission to lose $12 billion this year? He says, guys, go back. I need honest answers. And I guess a couple of the VPs came up to him afterwards and said, look, Alan, we don't really like your Boy Scout approach. I don't think you're going to be successful here. You're not going to last. This is not how we do things at Ford. And he said, hey, you know what? That's okay. I've made a decision and you've made a decision. Goodbye. And he let those two top level, you know, powerful executives go. 
Um, you know, mm -hmm. Alan's, he's, you know, by all accounts, he's like a nice, pleasant man. Mm -hmm. And they, in the Oshucks, you know, G kind of Boy Scout sort of personality, um, as it's chronicled in the book. He's just one of those nice guys. Um, yet he was firm. He was mm -hmm. clear. And his leadership was strong and he did not tolerate bad behavior and everywhere it was found out, it was rooted out and eliminated in the company. And we know Ford was, you know, the one company that didn't have to get a bailout from corporate or pardon me, from the government mm -hmm. back a few years ago. So, and, and they're quite successful now. So, and by the way, the, the two people that were let go were replaced by two other internal folks at Ford and the other 16 people around the executive table, they didn't have to leave. They saw the strong example of leadership and what was going to be tolerated, what was not. And they got in line, they got in, you know, mm -hmm. they got their act together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a great point you make. And we, we do want to be nice and maybe mm -hmm. we want to be liked more than respected sometimes as leaders. And that, that's a bit of a challenge, mm -hmm. but you know, we, you know, we need to be respected more than we need to be liked. but you can be pleasant. You can be kind. You can still be unrelenting, clear, concise, and, you know, in, uh, intolerable of any kind or intolerant rather of any kind of bad behavior. Yeah. It, re it reminds me of uh, Brene Brown is one of the, authors that I love. She's all mm -hmm. about boundaries and vulnerability and shame and that sort of thing. But one of her um, mottos that I stick with all the time is clear is kind and unclear is unkind. Mm. So be really clear with your boundaries, what's okay, what's not okay. And when you're unclear with that, that's unkind. So just be, you know, the, the nice guys that are listening, <laughs> you know, be really clear with your boundaries, what works, what doesn't work, what you expect and what you don't expect. So, Well, it, it's such a good point because, um, you know, if you don't set your expectations, people will generally try to rise to the occasion and do what you, they think you want. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if those expectations aren't met, then you're frustrated, they're frustrated and it doesn't work for anybody. So we have, you know, you got to be really clear. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay. So company culture from both the leader and those who you bring into your team. What's your third point? I guess, a, you know, an environment of trust where you, I guess we have to incent the right behavior, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's being incented on, on some level. And we respond to the, the incentivization that we have. We want to reward people for actually being honest, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, you know, make sure they're punished or, you know, there's some consequences for, for dishonesty. Um, and so how, how does that actually, you know, show up in the workplace? Well, first of all, we have to make sure that the structures we have in the business are designed for transparency and that people are rewarded for being honest. So say, for example, you know, if, if you stuck your neck out to get to solve a problem and you made a mistake while you did it, um, you know, you may never do that again, uh, you know, if you got in trouble afterwards. So it's about having, you know, a, a strong enough leadership team that we can accept mistakes and guide and coach the people, our, our teams through it, so they understand what needed to change, as opposed to just being upset with them. Because when we have, what happens is when people get upset, or, or you know they get in trouble or whatever you want to call that, um, after they tried to do a good thing, they're going to say, okay, well maybe I won't stick my neck out next time. Maybe I'll remain silent. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not going to bring up this challenge. Maybe I'm not going to bring up some of this potential situation that I've seen. And I could imagine with someone where that environment of trust is not fostered. You know, say somebody is in a harassment situation and they're not going to feel supported. They haven't felt supported with other non-harassment issues where they stuck their neck out. Mm -hmm. What's going to get them to actually go to leadership or whoever in HR and say, look, here's what's happening. Here's a problem when they've got their hands slapped, when they've, they've gone you know, for support in the past. This is so important what you're bringing up, Dan, because what I'm finding in, when I'm doing investigations and assessments is that there tends to be a culture of silence that nobody will talk about nobody will bring to the surface or deal with. And it's like when you're in a culture of silence, meaning don't talk about it, don't rock the boat, 
nothing ever gets reported. And that's where the harm is happening. So I see it a lot in places where in teams where um, uh, recruitment, just like you're just, you, for some reason you can't keep people in a team or it's just not working properly and nobody can figure out why there's probably a culture of silence in there and, mm -hmm. you know, and people are just too scared to rock the boat or, or stick their neck out. So that's so good to see that that culture of silence can actually come from other things that have nothing to do with harassment. It can be just like a culture of, I wanted to try something new and got punished for it. So yeah, I'm not going to speak up again. Yeah, well, uh, humans are really, really good at pattern recognition, and right. you're drawing analogies and things like that. So if we've seen a pattern of speak up, get in trouble, or try something new, get in trouble, uh, you know, or get some kind of a consequence when it comes to bring something else up, if we have a pattern that we've seen of, you know, stick your neck out, and it doesn't end well, well, we may not stick our neck out, we may stick our neck out to a different company and just leave. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and like you identified, there, there can be turnover issues. Mm -hmm. Um you know, so it's it, it, humans are, are very good at, at recognizing those patterns and, and reacting to them. So that could be part of it, too. Mm -hmm. So if you were coaching a CEO and they had this this um, culture of silence or not people not willing to put their neck out, how would you reverse that ship? Like, how do you turn that ship around? Yeah, good question. It would be, I guess, contextually relevant to whatever was happening at the time would lead to it. But mm -hmm. I would hold leadership to task. The mm -hmm. question I would probably had for them is. Um, you know, whatever we allow, we encourage. Mm. So why are you encouraging an, an environment of, you know, a culture of silence? How is this okay with your value set? And if we have, you know, clearly communicated core values that the CEO um, and leadership team have developed over time, I would ask them where in your core values does it, does it support having a culture of silence and letting people suffer? Mm. So I, I would hit them in the, in the values mm -hmm. on that one. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't make them wrong about it mm -hmm. or blame them as a person. I would say, look, you're, you own or you're operating this, this, this organization. It's your job at the helm to maintain the values. It's probably one of your most important jobs to maintain the values mm -hmm. and instill them with everybody else until they're sick of hearing about it until they really <laughs> live them. So where are you going wrong with this in terms of allowing you know, a culture of silence? I don't see that up on the values list. Yeah. How is this acceptable? Wow. And, accountability from the head down. You can't blame the people doing it. They got on the team. I mean, I shouldn't say you can't blame them. Of course you can. They need to be <laughs> taken to task, but yes. they were, they were allowed on some yeah. level. They did something. It was allowed and whatever you allow you encourage. So how are we systemically allowing it to happen? Why are we not calling this out in terms of our value set? And the other part of that is generally, if it's not the CEO that's seeing, you know, at, that's at the ground level where the harassment's happening, it's the other staff members the person perhaps being harassed knows mm -hmm. that it's acceptable. It mm -hmm. happens. There's no consequence. So what's it going to do anyway? Right. Mm -hmm. So we got, we have, I think we have to start at the top and make sure that it's clearly communicated what's acceptable and what's not. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have to be really overt with it. You know, we actually have, you know, a point of culture or a core value of intolerance of, of harassment. Mm -hmm. Just call it out and say, Hey, if this happens, you have every right to bring it up to whatever the chain of command is and you will not be reprimanded. You'll be heard. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's also a, you know, a law in Ontario and most jurisdictions um, that, you know, reprisal will be not tolerated. So, um, so yeah, it's really good that you bring that up of really creating that culture of let's speak it, speak out about it. Um, 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dan. This has been so informative. And I think it all really comes back to congruency with values. So what are your core values as a, as a CEO? Make sure not only are you talking about them, educating people about them, but you're also walking the walk. And then bringing into your team. Who are you bringing onto your team? And make sure they are in alignment with the core values. Know what the core values are. Know what they look like. Know how to use them. Know what it looks like for them to also walk the talk walk yeah walk the walk and then also creating systems of incentivizing good behavior and and sticking your neck out and taking risks and being vulnerable and being able to speak up and really incentivizing that so that it creates that culture of i want to speak out i want to try something new and i will be listened to and heard yeah and you you mentioned one word there that i I hadn't used yet but i I Mm -hmm. I think you summed up really well vulnerability Mm -hmm. and you imagine someone being harassed how vulnerable they feel they have to show up at work and be in an uncomfortable or dangerous or whatever situation, like how vulnerable might they be? So as mm-hmm. leadership, we need to demonstrate as the CEOs, we need to demonstrate a level of vulnerability and approachfulness mm-hmm. so that, that that cascades down throughout the team so that our you know, our leadership team, our managers um, and staff all feel like they can be they can be heard. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dan. Um, this has been amazing. Uh, and how Thank can you, we- April. And how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to get in touch with you and your amazing coaching skills? Sure. Um, probably the easiest way is just look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's Dan Holstein, H-O-L-S-T-E-I-N. And, um, or you can drop me uh, an email at danholstein at Kaizen Performance. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N performance.com. Wonderful. And I'll put all of that in the description of the podcast as well for your episode. Awesome. Thanks so much, April. I really appreciate it. And I think it's an amazing thing that you're doing to help, help the workplace improve and, and give people a voice. Well, thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate what you do too and all the help that you give to so many CEOs and and other people that you work with. Thank you for joining us for the Harassment Free Workplace Podcast. Subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And please spread the word. Feel free to send us feedback, questions, and suggestions for future guests you'd like to hear from. We'd love to hear from you. For more information on workplace investigations and assessments, please visit www.harassmentfreeworkplace.com. Till next time.